When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we are talking about Blades from 1989, a film that just gets funnier and more charming the more times you've seen Jaws. Uh, yeah. Scott, can you tell us a little bit about what led you down the path of picking Blades? I don't know. I, I think it might have been before Kyle was even a full-time member. I was like... Guys, we should talk about Blades, and it's about a killer lawnmower. And Kyle was like, fuck yeah. And mm-hmm. you were like, uh, and I'm like, it's distributed by Troma. And you're like, eh. So, yeah, I mean, I um, already, I've had, bit. The, I've had the Troma triple header DVD that this is on for many, many years. What else is on that one? Uh, Bloodhook and uh, Zombie Island, uh, or wow. Zombie Island Massacre. But here's the best part about the DVD. Because it's trauma, so you can't even skip the introduction to the movie before the movie <laughs> starts. So the beginning of the movie is Uncle Lloyd and one of the many Tromites. Um, and he's talking about how this is, this is a brand new technology called DVDs where we can fit three movies on a single disc. And he's like, but we don't have the budget for three intros, so we're going to do all of them at once. And he's like, so thank you for watching. And then three Lloyd Kaufman heads pop up and say the name of the movie at the same time. <laughs> he's like, direct it by. And then the three Lloyd heads come up and say the different names at the same time. That's amazing. I love it. It's absolutely amazing. So the version I got to watch was just as exciting because, well, not just as exciting. But because it didn't have the Lloyd Kaufman intro. However, it was the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. So not only did I get the Vinegar Syndrome porno guitar before the menu, but then I got the trauma distribution song after I hit play. So I got like, and then I came and fell asleep. I didn't even watch the movie. Um, So I've seen this. Well, Kyle, Uh, I know this. I know the answer to this question. Thanks to the uh fact that I am now also regularly using uh, Letterboxd. So yeah. I know that this was, in fact, not your first watch. 
Uh, Scott, this was also not your first watch, right? Or was this your first watch? This was my second. Okay. Um, because I was like, I want to do this movie. Let me watch it. And I watched it and I was like, this is like funny, but I don't know if we can get the funny out of it. And um, last spring, I told Kyle that we would do it. I, I figured it had to be around May that we would do it. Um, May or early June. I think this actually is going to drop in June. So um, I got it right, more or less. But um, I, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll watch this one beforehand to make sure. And then so I watched it two and a half times. Okay. I watched the first half of it. Or I'm sorry, the middle of well. I don't know how to explain it. I, I jumped around a bit. The talking is annoying. The killing is fun. Hey, let's put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to I'm gonna slightly disagree with you, and I'm only going to say it because of this. And I don't know how many times Kyle has seen Jaws, but I can go on the record and say that I've easily Maybe watched that twice. movie over 100 times. So this movie, if you are the diehard Jaws fan that I am, even the minor details and scenes, like the attention to trying to hit every moment of Jaws <laughs> throughout the telling of Bleeds is such a charming delight. And it was funny. I had a friend over here when I was watching it, and he said something that was wildly profound, uh, which he's like, this is like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, but they're not winking at the camera nonstop. And I was like, that, and that's why this works. Dude, like, yeah. they, they are very straight-faced about everything that they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, like, maybe a couple funny lines. If yeah. That may, and, like, more, more than anything, it's the whole idea that this is happening at all, which is hysterical. <laughs> yeah, and the funny, um, but the funny lines... The funny lines are funny in the same way that any movie that they would shoot at a golf course would be funny. You right. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? Like, I, one no, of the first lines. No, of I would argue that that you're you're not correct in that because we have Caddyshack, and this doesn't hit the same beats as Caddyshack. It it has some, but mm. I think that it's got its own thing going. Give it it's a got its own thing here. going, but I'm saying like, there's the one line. It's very early in the movie. It's probably one of the first laughs that I got was uh you know you've got the owner of the of the golf course and he's he puts the ball and he asks his caddy what the score is and she says it and he goes man that's the first time i've been in double digits since i bought the place and she goes maybe next time we can even do the full 18 yeah <laughs> like, like that's a good good <laughs> i didn't get that the first time i definitely got it this time because i don't think i hit it last time yeah I dude no i think one. i just got it right now <laughs> um, on, on, it's okay uh, kyle we never really live. pegged you yeah we didn't really peg you as like a guy who plays any sort of sport <laughs> Apparently, you're not a golfer, um, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I do. I just quote movies instead. Um, that's my sport, and I'll quote them incorrectly, too. Scott, I got to ask you, because we've established that uh, one of us hasn't watched the one of the greatest TV shows of our current generation, but when the main character was introduced as Roy Kent, uh, oh, how excited that, did you get? Because I This screamed. was the first time watching it when I realized <laughs> that the character's name was Roy Kent, and I was like... That's it's all in caps in my in my uh, notes. So 
Yeah. It says, Roy Kent, what am I watching, Ted Lasso? <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so the movie, I'll, I'll try to walk us through this a little bit in the beats of Jaws. But obviously, Jaws <laughs> starts off with the skinny, skinny swimming, uh, skinny dipping skinny scene dipping. in the... Matt, uh, come ocean. on, dude! You got to give him the right. Got to give it credit for what it is. That's true. <laughs> it's just uh, like swimming in a little, and it starts like with a group of like nude scene. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got <laughs> it's got a group of hippies hanging out by a fire, and then two of those hippies venture off to go. Swimming. Are they hippies? I thought they were just supposed to be college kids. I, th- according to the book, it's described as like a hippie like gathering, and in the movie, they just kind of uh, no, it, they're just, they're just kids it's but, just kids yeah. in the movie but i the mean they're 27 year old kids <laughs> i mean yeah. look yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot kids. of guitars and tambourines there that seems pretty hippy to it me, could but. easily have been from a, a summer camp slasher movie which is yeah. also the reason why i had to have this in may or early june yeah, yeah. no Definitely. exactly so they recreate that scene two people go off to to make out or whatever and then Basically, the music is Jaws in like a slightly different key. Like it's like bum 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 bum. It's like it's, it's very. Um, it's more a surprise than itself than Jaws yeah. is. <laughs> but something that we don't get to see charges at them as they scream. Credits. We begin blades, uh, and this is where they find in Jaws they find a single arm. Uh, lying in the sand, and they know something is afoot. In this, no, something is an arm, Matt. (laughs) I thought he was going for that, and he just didn't take it. No, I did not. Um, In this one, they just find a whole shit ton of bloody body parts just, like, smashed in the sand. all the clothes still intact. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, fantastic. Which is, is, uh, every time they show clothes, they were always intact. And I was like, well, okay, we can so. see mutilated bodies, but we can't see any dick or balls. No, or no dick or balls. So, no dick and balls. Well, because those balls end up going to the pro shop to become <laughs> golf balls later on. It's like it's one of those collection machines too. One thousand percent. So then, so then, in our next beat of the movie, we are introduced to victim number two and his dog. And I love the dialogue in this scene because the way he's talking, it's like when you watch an action movie where they're setting up that the cop is almost like a week away from retirement. Yeah. And it's like supposed to make you feel bad because he's just like, he's just like, it's a beautiful day. What bad could happen today? Anyway, I'm going to go golf. <laughs> and he like walks off with his dog and it's a brilliant reversal. I love the Jaws reversal because yeah. in Jaws, the next victim is a dog that goes missing and the owner is on the beach calling for his dog and we see it off screen in this one the dog is calling for his owner as he goes off into the woods and gets killed off screen by something we don't know what blades the name is a hint i guess yeah. <laughs> and the the evil dead shot that continues to happen uh, yes. through the grass is a yeah. good uh, maybe it's low to the ground maybe it is the dog look maybe it could be a killer is. gopher oh, no. that's all yeah, a killer <laughs> gopher. Yeah. um and like now now it's like getting ridiculous. So the next victim in Jaws is a kid at the beach, and holy shit, dude, the best! This kid getting sliced up by the lawnmower—that slow mo. Oh just... my! With the, the blood, blood spray? just spraying yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Love it. It was and, great. And Bef- qu- quickly before that, my favorite character comes in, the coroner. That when yeah. Roy asks to have. Um, the, the piece ball. of evidence that yeah, is the a golf ball. Evidence, he goes, sure, I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I burst out laughing. There's also like, oh. a reoccurring character being chased by an electric golf bag that just <laughs> keeps showing up in the movie, and I don't. I feel like it's supposed to be like, huh, huh. Mm. <laughs> well, and and we're you know you're telling this movie in the beats of Jaws, and I watched a little bit of the special features on Vinegar Syndrome, and the producer clearly was like, I want to make a spoof without it being spoofy. He was like, I want to just like straight shoot, and I I I was like, I I was glad that that was the case, and that they didn't set out to make a spoof that turned out to be unfunny. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm glad it wasn't the reverse where it was like, there's not a funny, like, I mean, there's funny moments, but there's not like the winks that we're talking about. In it's, this. it's the it's sincerity like that makes straight, it work. Yeah. It really totally. works because it's so sincere. Kyle. Uh, so for the people who are listening, um, oh, what do you, we, what's in your hand though, dude? Ooh, what? Yeah. What are you sipping on over there? Uh, let me tell it's a fucking 24 ounce spiked Arnold Palmer. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're on the links today, boys, or whatever. <laughs> Kyle knows a little bit about what you do when you golf. Um, I, I have something, up. too, and it looks like all the whiskey that Roy Kent drinks in this movie, but it's actually TV whiskey, movie whiskey, because it's just iced tea. But it's not there just any iced tea. Okay. It's Armless Palmer. From Liquid Death. From Liquid yeah. Death. Look at that. So I feel yes, like we cheers. just... Yeah, same <laughs> minds. No, so good. Clink. So good. I don't, we don't know where the arm went yeah. yet. We haven't found the killer. It could be uh, the, the guy with no hair. It could be. It could be. Could the, be. Guy, the guy who looks like the lead singer of Midnight Oil. Yes, it yeah, could be him. Where they, like, <laughs> <laughs> where they just like... They just fucking arrest him and they're like... Now that's well, checked. Okay, like, we'll get. Oh, excuse me. The Forget best me. line of the movie comes from that dude, uh, and his like monotone delivery kills me. But we're not there just yet. So, so, so those of you who listen to the podcast but don't visually see the podcast, um, on the Patreon you can watch the video, and Kyle always has a background, and I'm happy with the background he picked. But let me tell you that when I was watching this movie, I would have bet hard money that he would have used the backdrop of this horrendous bar set that they're that that's someone made for about ten dollars or something like that <laughs> yeah, like, that's just it, like a friend's table with a single fluorescent bar sign behind it yeah listen that's this how you is, know trauma couldn't pay for anything <laughs> I, mean, I, I understand this wasn't this was a distributed trauma one thousand right? percent um yeah. they couldn't pay for the rights for a movie that had a real bar in it okay no, no. yeah because that like, means oh you paid that services. bar we're not yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, happening. so this is the point where, as the Jaws fan, my joy <laughs> just could not be any higher. So, in the movie Jaws, little boy gets killed. Everyone sees that there is in fact a shark. The mayor says, "Hey, we're gonna let here's a here's a bounty for anybody who can catch this shark and kill it and bring it to me." So they go off and they're hunting, and this is where they find bald, uh, red herring guy with his lawnmower, and they're stringing up the lawnmower exactly the way that they hang the shark that they catch in Jaws. <laughs> and then in the movie Jaws, Richard Dreyfus is like, the bite radius of this shark doesn't match the wounds on the victim, and I love that he's like, the cut radius on this mower wouldn't match. <laughs> like they talk about the cut radius, and I then really immediately. Immediately, the next scene is in Jaws. After they catch the shark, the mother of the son who is killed walks up and slaps oh my Chief Brody in the face and yells at him for a let. I heard you knew about this and you did nothing. And they just completely redo the entire scene. It 
it is so fucking funny and then the final something about her husband looking up to like excited to learn from him or something it was it was so good he was i I love that i didn't pick this but matt being such a jaws historian yeah that he can fill in all the shit to make it sound like we did this on purpose oh my god (laughs) and then so the last piece of it is there's a scene after they catch the shark, Richard Dreyfus and uh, Roy Schneider are sitting down at a table and they're sharing a beer. And, you know, Roy Schneider's like, you really don't think that that's the mower? And he's like, let me cut it open to find out. And this is where we get this brilliant scene of them just cutting open. Hilarious because you could just take the bag off. Like, cutting it open is so unnecessary. And the full untouched Playboy magazine just dropping out with the leaves. Like, such a dumb joke got such a loud laugh out of me. Yes. <laughs> like, like, just, it, it's so, it's so brilliant. It's so fun. Look, I'm I'm on a real big high because the most recent weird-ass movie night, we end it with student bodies, which... Ah. Which is also a delight, but that is like wearing its its spoof very oh, clear yeah, on its sure. sleeve. Where yeah. this is so like there's these little, the Playboy moment is like full spoof, but like mm-hmm. the rest of it is just so goddamn sincere. It's it's so it's so played straight. <laughs> like it's really it's pretty incredible, and it's like. But it, <laughs> this is going to sound so fucking corny, but it really like feels like it opens up towards the end of the movie where you just- Yeah, that's corny realize, as fuck, all right, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, but you just sort of realize the ex- like the ends of which they went to like really make this movie complete. Like they're shooting this movie on a golf course, clearly in winter. Like there yeah. are no leaves on the trees; they're all on the ground. It, it, it definitely was a reshoot. Um, yeah. I, I, or I think it was a reshoot because most of this I can't tell when because I don't know if you guys know, but I would never discuss a spring movie in the fall, a fall movie in the spring, right. etc. I mean, I might do winter in the summer if it's like halfway to Christmas, or I might do summer in the winter because I don't like being cold, but I'll never mix spring Listen, and fall. This is this is the thing that you listeners need to know. Scott is a man of morals, morals. and code. Yes. And Kyle and I are just chaos demons. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to live a little bit by Scott's code because I think it's fun. Um, the same way no, that I wish you would, Scott, live by our moral code. Why don't you listen to the teachings of Jesus Christ? Oh, <laughs> my Scott. God. Okay. Uh, so, you know, we, I, I get I get memes and I'm like, I don't think these guys would like these memes. You know? <laughs> Um, There's some stuff we don't share. I don't share about my picks and see my seasonal picks with you, Scott. <laughs> you don't share your your religious memes with me. That's okay. Um, anyway, so the whole, no, it was a reshoot because the rest of it, the rest of it didn't look like that. But that it final looks like triumphant ve- scene, the, the, very early fall. But then there's it's yeah. not even that whole scene. It's like two shots. Well, they let's, just did let's not get, get good cuts just, of it. Well, we gotta <laughs> get there. Fuck, I guess we're going back in November. Yeah, you know? we gotta get there. We gotta get. So we finally get the reveal of this lawnmower at the big golf tournament that they decide to have. <laughs> There's a character that they've established as a horrendous cheater at golf, um, which. Whatever. The it's, guy in the yellow trucker hat? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I thought he had a toupee, but then he took his hat off, and I think it was just really, di- like, severely dyed hair. Yeah, no, it wasn't great. But he gets sliced up, 
It's insane watching this mower. It's killing all of these people on live TV. And this is my favorite line delivery is as the chaos is happening, it cuts back to the prison cell where they've uh, arrested (laughs) the big bald guy. And after all the chaos, he just goes, so you want to let me out now, or? <laughs> oh yeah, and he's got the, the bubble gum on his face. Yeah, like this cop is just completely flabbergasted. Yeah, there's also a fun part in that same scene where it cuts to the the TV room where they're like splicing together the the yeah. tournament for for live television, and this guy goes, "Camera two, move in," and camera two is literally these two baby legs kicking underneath the lawnmower that's the guy getting mauled i loved that but then the fun thing is that i only have two like trivia pieces and this is one of them um because there's just not a whole lot out there written down about this movie so um the guy who said that camera to move in i believe he was the director of the movie (laughs) he was that is that was his director's cameo yeah yeah uh and then of course you're doing a Jaws parody. We got to get to the the final scene of Jaws, the infamous shark is broken stories of three dudes, <laughs> well, three people boarding a ship to go find this shark. And they board a van and in Jaws again, they leave they they shoot barrels into the shark to try to bring it to the surface. In this one they drop balloons. And in a stunning element of detail in the movie Jaws it takes three barrels to bring the shark to the surface. When we finally see the lawnmower, there are, in fact, three balloons wrapped around the top of it. Like, it's just, it's that type of shit where I'm just like, God damn it. They did so much fucking homework and attention to detail. And I know, like, saying that they did homework sounds ridiculous, but keep in mind... We watch a lot of shit that does not do any yeah. homework. Well, it's not, like, it's not even that. It does not, get, it's, it does not it's care. This, this is what I'm thinking about. There is a very famous fan film, arguably the most famous fan film of all time, which is the shot-for-shot Raiders of the Lost Ark movie that a group of high schoolers made in their backyard in 1981. What makes the shot for shot remake so impressive is that the only way that they could do it was that they just kept seeing the movie in theaters and oh. writing down all of the details for every scene because there was no VCRs there was no way to rent right. the movie and rewatch it mm-hmm. now we're talking about like 1987 so we are in a bit of a VCR boom but it's still very early to be doing something that's this focused on catching every yeah. little detail of what you're making fun of so it's like it's kind of it's kind of awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Then we get to, obviously, the the famous kill in Jaws. The shark hunter falls into the mouth of the shark. <laughs> and our our big, bald, uh, super uh, lawnmower Deke. expert. just Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean yeah. just falls right into these blades. And Jesus, the shots of him, like, with sliced up legs. And then it's like the... I, and I, like him being drug away, like flailing and screwing. It's so good, dude. It's so good. It, it shouldn't it work. None of it should work. Uh, but None they, of it should work. I was trying to explain to my coworkers today that I preferred this movie than the one that we watched, you know, the more well-known one that we're going to watch the following week. And yeah. I was like... I was like, you just, I was just waxing poetic about blades. And they were like, oh, so you're going to buy that giant Arnold Palmer for this or what? <laughs> I, was, um, I said, yes. 
Give but, me two. No, I didn't take two. That's but so cool. the here's the big question I got to ask you guys. They kill the lawnmower. It's all over. Did you guys stay through the I entirety didn't. of credits? I found for this? out via IMDb, and I'm so mad I didn't have time to go back. So so for your benefit, Scott, they uh, the movie as the credits roll, there's just like the sounds of the news broadcast about the events, <laughs> um, and then as the last credit rolls. It cuts to the man who was trimming his hedges in the middle of the movie, and his wife calls him in for dinner, and he drops the hedge clippers, and he goes inside, and the camera slowly starts to pan towards the hedge clippers, and... Like, it's like it slowly builds up to it, just starts running, and then across the screen, the words say, Hedges, just when you thought it was safe to trim. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. Also, funnier part about that is that um, today on my lunch break, I trimmed my hedges. No oh. joke. Oh, See? you were like, this I didn't know great about the hedges. Is that your the double hedges. feature? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I, your, lunch, your lunch break. My lunch break. <laughs> my lunch break um, where, I, where I trimmed the hedges. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I, I did read that trivia that it's like hedges just when you thought you were, it was safe to trim. Um, and I was like, damn. I this didn't was, die from that today. Are we still sponsored by Manscaped? <laughs> Not anymore, but we <laughs> okay. should be. Guys. We failed real bad on that. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. At Maximum Mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Scott, this was a great pick, man. That's what Thank it comes you. down yeah. to. This was one I that, that I doubted for myself. you enjoyed this more than like any other movie I've done in nine <laughs> fucking years on here. One, I was very excited to sit down and watch Hedges for sure. Well, it's because we're never going to do Jaws. No. We just did Jaws. Thank you. Well, we might have yeah. some sequels. Uh, who yes. knows? Scott. I've only seen Jaws like twice, I think, in my life. Well, Sorry. I can fix that. that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say Matt will. Don't, you don't ever tell Matt those things. Yeah, just yeah. lie and say, oh, I've seen it a ton. Scott, what was your double feature with Blades? So, I wanted Bloodhook, but I did not know, one, that that was going to be the next movie that comes up on Tubi when you, when you, like, it, it says, like, you know, next up, Blades, or uh, Bloodhook. And then it was, it makes a whole lot more sense that Bloodhook was on this triple feature with Blades from Troma. So, I mean, I'm sticking with it because they yeah, both Yeah, it seems like everything's telling similar. you that it should be <laughs> blood. Yeah, I, I, who am I to tempt fate this way? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You trimmed your hedges. Like, everything's coming up. And that's Scott. not a euphemism, I promise. It yeah. literally... How about you, Kyle? What would... Uh, Matt, can I actually have you go, Matt? 
too much? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, I went with what is the most obvious Matt Kelly pick. Not Jaws, but Caddyshack. Oh! <laughs> um, so I'm not I told going to Carly, your house. I told Carly that Scott was going to pick Bloodhook. And I thought, no. I thought Matt was going to pick Jaws the Revenge. Because he wouldn't pick Jaws because we already watched it via Blades. <laughs> so I really thought that he was going to pick Jaws the Revenge. I, too, was going to pick Caddyshack. But that means I will pick Jaws the Revenge. Um... For, for this. So everybody wins. I, yeah, I love everybody that. Wins. I love it. I literally wrote Caddy. This is the only time I've ever written this. I, I wrote Caddyshack and then in parentheses I wrote obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, it's, per, it's yeah. I mean, between Bloodhook and Caddyshack to me are the perfect pairings. A Jaws sequel isn't necessarily the one, but I really thought that you were going to pick yeah. that. No, it's, it, this movie's such a delight. This is going on my long list for weird ass movie night. I just have to find oh, the yeah. other movies to truly pair it with. Maybe Caddyshack and Bloodhook. Who knows? <laughs> um, Bloodhook would, Bloodhook would go up there. Scott. Sense. What did you watch, read, listen to, etc. that you want to talk about? So, I think that this is a, is a little different than usual, and it might be a little contentious. Right. Um, but I, I needed to to say something after Kyle suggested that I read some um, Joyce Carol Oates. I read a couple, you know, um, uh, reviews, not reviews, but suggestion things about like where to start with her short stories and um the doll master sounded good so i rented it or borrowed it from the library via libby awesome if you have if you have a library card get the libby app it's phenomenal um if you don't have a library card get a fucking library card they're free you pay for it with your taxes so just I mean, you don't have to you don't have to pay for books unless you really like them, or if they're out of print. Um, but I read so I read the Dollmaster and I read the second short story in that anthology, I suppose. Um, yeah. And I really didn't like it. Tell me that there's something about. So mm-hmm. first of all, have you read the Dollmaster? So I I've not read the Dollmaster, so I can't okay. totally speak to it. Okay, I, I I burnt through it in a night because I was so frustrated by reading Dollmaster um, mm. for the previous two nights. It's, there's something about her, I, I, I gave her a second chance, like on a second, I, I gave sure. the second, second story, story a chance because I really hated the affectation that she took on to write the character for the Dollmaster that I was like, oh, she must just be doing it to show that he's a fucking weirdo murderer. After reading the second story, I can't tell you if that's true or not. Yeah. She seems to have a really, really weird, abrasive writing style for me, the way that she strings sentences together. Mm. And um, I wanted to know if that's something that you've had experience with or not. If Have you noticed anything like that? Or is that just – did I just get unlucky with two short stories in a row? Well, so I, I realize – now, upon my suggestion, that Joyce Keller Oates's body of work is very extensive. So yeah. the Oates that I've read and that I enjoyed, and I that would say that I sort of suggested, <laughs> was more of her stuff from like the eighties. Okay, like like what? Can you give me a suggestion of, of? Yeah, so I would recommend a couple things. I'd recommend um, the short story that I that comes to mind immediately is one called "Where Are You Going? Where Have You Been?" Uh, it is what 
the film Smooth Talk is based off of with Treat Williams and Laura Dern. I would say it's more of like character thriller. Like um, it's it's more character based thriller than like horror or supernatural horror okay. or something like that. And then there is a short that is the first short in a uh, in a collection called Nightside that is all about seances, and but it's told through journals. And I loved like the story about like sort of like believe like this sort of unbelief in seances in the time of like the 1890s you know this sort of like rise in spiritualism but Mm -hmm. then this uh actual medical discernment about it too um and then i would also recommend just the novel foxfire like foxfire is this like 1950s teen girl like attitude um rebel era story like novel that is really fun they remade it into a movie that was like uh contemporary starring angelina jolie that doesn't quite do it justice but um but foxfire is a really great novel it's not super long um but then but i i see where you might get that hang up uh because i would say her other stuff that's not horror related is a little dense i really like it but it is sort of dense and drawn out and just like blah and if you can't commit, to, like, not you, it's not your fault. No, no, <laughs> I'm not I, saying, I'm not. but it's, um, but if you like don't get sucked into that or can't commit to like trying to like chew on that world, which I've mm-hmm. fallen into in some of her short stories, then that's the case. Yeah, well, maybe I just need to. I'll give, I'll give, um, the do where do where are you going? Where um, where are you going? Where have you been? A chance, and then try one or two stories from the night side because those mm-hmm. are more like supernatural based or like um, based in loss which can sometimes be a little bit heavy but sometimes there's something to chew on there so okay yeah okay that's fine by me I mean I'm always open to I just it's mm. I, I would have immediately written her off and not said anything um, another one that comes to mind that I actually bought um, is called the the croning um, mm. by Laird Barron I want to say and, oh, um, yeah. I have not finished it. I yeah, got okay. about 20 or 30 pages in and it pissed me off so bad that I, I put it down, but I had purchased it. So I will get back to it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I you're invested have this weird now thing. I, financially, financially yes. invested, <laughs> but um, I just have this thing about writing styles where if it yeah. doesn't if if it grates on me, I have a really hard time totally. following the story. So yeah. um, that was my that was my thought process there. So I will yeah. give it another chance. I will report back. I will give her another chance. Report back. Um, yeah. If we're going roundtable though, then Matt, I think you're the next I, in line. I right? want Kyle to go next because whatever Kyle picks in this will probably determine oh. what I go with. Okay, yeah, I know what you want to talk about, though. Watch a movie called Suburban Commando. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other, yeah, the other day, uh, a good friend of mine, Matt Kelly, brought it over. Uh, and um, I will, I will say, I will say this. We had, we went to bar trivia uh, before that. Bar trivia went about a half hour over what it normally does, um, and while it was a blast and we came in third out of 16 um coming home getting ready to watch suburban commando because i had to put the little man down to bed well carly had to put the little man down to bed i wanted carly to watch with us uh it took him a little while to get not that long to get to bed really but in the grand scheme of things after the night that we have had he was excited after meeting his new best friend mac well yeah (laughs) i mean the little, little the kid loved matt uh, which is awesome. Because we were but, on the uh, same intellectual level. So, so <laughs> like, 
He said, finally, they up answered here. The same amount. <laughs> yeah, they answered the same amount of trivia questions. Uh, no, that's not true. Hunter answered more. But um, <laughs> Suburban Commando uh, was put on, and I didn't... I, I dozed a little bit towards the end of it, but let me fucking tell you something. It also got me confused with sidekicks. Uh, I keep getting it confused in my brain with sidekicks. Um, for some, just the, like the '90s feel of it was very apparent. But fucking Hulk Hogan is one of the worst. He is <laughs> he is one of the worst actors that I've ever seen. And we talked about this maybe on the podcast before. We were talking about like what professional wrestlers became the best actors. Um, or maybe it was off the record, but we had talked about uh, Batista being up there as probably the best of the actors that came out of uh, WWF, WWE. Yeah. Then maybe John Cena, maybe The Rock after that, but that's he's just playing The Rock. And yeah. then maybe John Cena. And then John Cena, John Cena once he decided to do comedy roles. Because yes. John Cena was dog shit doing like The Marine. It was like, no, nope, this isn't working for me. No, but then fucking, you know, Roddy Piper's in there somewhere. But, but only because of, of certain... They Live, ultimately. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Hulk is really close to the bottom, dog. Like, he <laughs> sucks. He sucks. And he had hair extensions atop the skullet that were very apparent. And it was it was rough. Like every you know, I I enjoyed the watch, and I think I would like to. No, I wouldn't watch it again. But I was I really happy favorite, that you brought it over. I think my favorite part of the the watch was when you went to go <laughs> give it a score on Letterbox, and you looked at me and you went three and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> there's this there's this sort of thing on Letterbox that people do, and I've actually I think I've heard. Elric Kane talked about it, where they like they really don't give any movie under three stars because movies are so hard to make and it t- you know everybody should uh, fuck 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 that fuck that uh, this movie actually what did I end up giving it uh, one and a half okay <laughs> yes correct that's and that's the right score that's the right score not three and um, a half got it okay but hey man listen uh, I we do this show for a reason and it's because I like watching movies with or without you but then talking about them together uh it's always a blast so uh i'm glad we got to watch it and then i got to discuss it here the same way that we all watched blades separately but now we get to talk about it here it's it's uh, it's such a joy so after i finished watching suburban commando with kyle uh, i went and spent a night at my friend Alyssa's house Uh, we did a lot of cool stuff we went to the sleepy hollow we went to the sleepy hollow cemetery so uh, we dope. found Washington Irving's uh, official grave plot, got a picture there, uh, saw the original bridge that the story is based around, uh, went to the Lynnhurst Manor, um, oh, which is yeah, the Hearst first Manor's gothic dope. building ever built on American soil. It's dope. So if you're ever in Sleepy Hollow, it's like five minutes from Sleepy Hollow, you should go. It's $18 for an hour-long tour of the entire manor. Um, the manor was left to the state of New York and with all of the furnishings, so it has the original everything from when it was That's built. That's such rich people shit. Dude, <laughs> my house is so fantastic. Yeah. I'll leave it to the state. Well, the thing that blew uh, Alyssa and I's mind was there's a library in there that's just filled with books. And you can see on the spines of the books, like published 1576, like these are like that's crazy cool. old books. But there's like eight witchcraft books in a row. And we we're like, what's the deal with the witchcraft books? She's like, one of the owners was very much into the occult. And then she just like kept moving on with the tour. And I'm like, can we talk <laughs> wait, more wait, about? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, excuse me. Another question. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. But so then we get back to Alyssa's house. We record a couple episodes of her podcast and she's a big horror buff. And she, she 
I, I said I brought two movies for us to choose from. You can go spooky or you can go kooky. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and she said, well, how spooky is spooky? And I said, I, I brought probably the most disturbing movie of my entire DVD collection. So I really recommend we go kooky here. And she's like, uh, let's go spooky. So I rewatched for the first time in probably five years the Poughkeepsie tapes. Oh, I'm mad. I'm mad at you. <laughs> here's here's the thing about that movie. I think that that movie is a re- it's a really tough watch. But every time I watch it, I feel like this movie is fucking incredible. And I think it's incredible for the following reasons. Reason number one, they have created a villain that is the most detestable evil character I think I've ever seen in a piece of fiction since possibly Blue Velvet. Like, dude's fucking unhinged and and horrific. Secondly, the attention to detail to make this feel as authentic of a documentary as possible is really, really cool. And then thirdly, it's weird to watch that movie in 2023 where there's like a new, very exploitative true crime documentary every month on Netflix <laughs> and think that yeah. like in 2007, this dude was making what is essentially every Netflix true crime doc now <laughs> as a mockument. Like okay. there's a there's a lot of cool elements to it. I don't recommend like this is not very, a movie. I'm very like, grudgingly uh, uh, agreeing with you right now. Yeah, just like so you know. like it's it's I think that it's I, I think that the ends don't justify the means, but I do think it's an interesting thing to look at and study in that lens. Mm. Um, and it's it's a movie that actually sits with me for days after I watched it. Like, it does feel like it affects me in a way that mov- yeah. most movies don't. Um, so, just a very soft look. Like, if you're one of those people who, you know, Serena. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, she's the first person yeah. that came to if, fucking mind. If you that woman if you is obsessed seen this, with yeah. the worst. Yeah. If, if, if you it's not French seen Extreme, it. I don't want to kind of. <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm I gonna, promise you she's watched the Poughkeepsie tapes. 1,000%. Um, but I also want to end on a slightly solemn note. Um, someone that is kind of deeper rooted in horror movie night lore than I think most people know. Uh, my good friend Joe Robinson unfortunately passed away. Uh, this will be m- almost uh, two months after the fact. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but Joe Rob is the person who told me how to sign up to be a vendor at Monster Mania. Um, he did not he, tell me yeah, that. Yeah, no. so he was, you know, he was a volunteer at Monster Mania for many years. Um, we were working together at the time. He knew about the podcast, and he said, "You should really consider vending at Monster Mania." Like, here's the link. Like, do and he. He really pushed us to do it. He pushed me to uh, quit my job and do podcasting full time. He, he was always a person that was very motivational and supportive, and uh, we're definitely going to miss him. It was it was a really great time. Um, we did his memorial uh, yesterday at the time we were recording this episode, and it was a sad time. But you know, seeing Cody from from Studio House there and Dylan from Christmas Six Sixty Five came up. And Sean and Allison from Monster Mania were there, and it was the you know the entirety of the band cassettes. Like it was, it was a nice little reunion. the The memorial ended at eleven uh, at eight, and we didn't leave the parking lot until eleven p.m. We were uh, sharing stories and laughing. Um, and I do have I have a, a funny story to send us out on because Joe loved good fucked up humor uh, in his. Uh, <laughs> Like bringing the Poughkeepsie tapes to somebody's house. Yeah, bringing that to someone's house who lived in and around Poughkeepsie. Uh, So 
So we found out about Joe's passing on Tuesday, and I'm not sure if anybody listening has ever been part of the inner circle of knowing someone has passed before it's public knowledge, but like there's this weird holding period where you have this information, but like you want to express your sadness publicly, but you're kind of waiting for like the family or the best friends to like express it first. So we're I'm doing the thing that people do. You're like checking the deceased person's Facebook page and you're like creeping on the Facebook pages of like the the people who kind of have the okay to be first to talk about this. Mm-hmm. One of which was his old roommate and best friend. And I see that his roommate has finally posted. And I go to his Facebook page and I like the post. <laughs> Directly beneath the post of my friend passing, our, our mutual friend passing away is a post that he's looking to sell a DVD VCR TV combo. And I immediately thought, oh, I want that, but this is not the right time. (laughs) (laughs) And I stared at it for like a solid minute being like, should I message him about the TV? You're like, man, like, listen, like, our friend, man, the best, like, this is gonna yeah. be, this is so tough. What's up with this? Yeah, is What's the TV available, and can you bring it Monday hey, to Can you the bring feedback? it, yeah, to the celebration of life? We can celebrate. It was a Facebook Marketplace thing, so I, I eventually I clicked it gone, and Is this available? Because, like, the, <laughs> the auto, is this available? Uh, but, yeah, that... That uh, brought some levity into my life that I That's absolutely beautiful. need it. So did you tell him? Uh, did you tell him at a? At the I celebration? didn't. I didn't. I told. Yeah. I told you everybody else, and they were dying. But I was like, I don't know him that well to tell him that uh, story. Sure. And I feel like it would also feel like I was still subtly being like, "So what's the story?" So what's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> so, You've been eyeballing it for a week, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what I'm saying is, Joe, this episode on Blades from 1989 is. Dedicated to you. I'm gonna miss you, Good buddy. Job. You were you were a funny, kind human being, and we should all strive to to be the same. Check on your friends. If you're ever in a bad place, don't be afraid to reach out for help. That is like the biggest thing that you should ever take away from a horror movie night episode. And we'll be na- back next week with even more horror movie night goodness. <laughs> listening to the Geekscape Network.